Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. As always, I'm your host, Paul Booth. Today, we're going to have a first-time guest, an actor named Guy Grundy, also a stuntman. Uh, many things to Guy's credit. Um, multi-talented. We'll get into that once uh, Guy joins us. I wanted to make a small correction. Um, last night, actually, we didn't discuss this last night, so my apologies. We did a review of another film. We went, we mentioned The Wedding Invitation. Again, this show, uh, we don't have our, we don't consider that our guests or filmmakers are competing, so Occasionally, a review or a show will mention a film out there to you that's for a future guest or a return guest, so we continue to let you know about all the good stuff that's out there, all the good films that we receive, review. Um, We consider our guests as kind of like uh, cousins of the show, and we're just starting to get to a point where a return guest and a new guest know each other, uh, whether they work together or uh, our friend Miles Doliak, his film is playing at the Golden Door International Film Festival, September 23rd, The Hollow, and we've had the director of that festival on the show. So that was kind of a dream of the show amongst producers was to uh, potentially, uh, well, guests that already know each other, it's one thing, but possibly have an episode where you hear a guest you like and you can contact the show and We'll see if that guest would like to talk to you. And it would be just kind of a cool thing to, um, you know, network and keep people alive. Because, again, at the end of the day, we all have the bottom line. We all have marketing. We all have our goals. But we're really just filmmakers trying to do good things, express ourselves. And uh, I think it's of the utmost importance to uh, support other filmmakers. Lord knows enough people support this show and help this show and give their time. So it would be very uh, wrong, borderline, or hypocritical, borderline wrong for us to not give that back. So today we're going to talk about a a short film that's playing in the Action on Films block at the Action on Film Film Festival this weekend. Um, Again, check out Google, another guest of ours from a few weeks ago, uh, Russell with his film the Occupants is playing, but again, today is about six feet down under. So the six o'clock block, now I've gotten two times. I've received the time of 5.30 and six. So I would say to just be there by five, uh, there's a red carpet. Uh, these guys are always fun on the red carpet. There's a camaraderie that they have. They've been working together for years. Um, Sean Puccinino, sorry, I always pronounce his name wrong. I'm wondering when he's going to tell me to pronounce my name right. Uh, He's been a past guest. Uh, He came on and discussed the Oscars with us. Uh, Always a great guy. Um, Always kind with his time. Uh, Again, new listeners to the show, we don't tell any filmmakers what they want to hear. We also don't have on any films that we dislike, so you'll never hear a negative word about a film You'll never hear a negative word about an actor, director. If we see a film we don't like, we pass on it. Uh, It does nothing to trash somebody's art. Um, It is very hard. I always say it's very hard to make a bad film. So to make a good film, it's like three, ten times as hard. So I I wouldn't know. I'm yet to make a really good film. So 
um, I have the good fortune to meet a lot of people who make good films, and we have guests that make good films. We have guests that make extraordinary films, and uh, I'm still working on the good part. So uh, with that, uh, uh, Guy Grundy will get more into it, but we have uh, some awards that they've been up for at the Action on Film this Saturday. The festival is in Monrovia, and... um, to get tickets, you can go to www.aoffest.com. That's AOF for Action on Film. And you can get your tickets. Um, there's there's going to be uh, a lot of good stuff. I've heard a lot about this festival over the years, but it always falls under, it always seems to fall at a time that, like, I'm busy that weekend. And I never know why, because it switches weekends. It switches days sometimes. Sometimes filmmakers say, can you check out my film Friday or Saturday? And it's just like this. It seems to be a never-ending jinx because it's the third year. I've always wanted to check out this festival. Um, I have family that grew up in Monrovia, so I used to go to Monrovia a lot. And uh, we always love checking out festivals that are new to our uh, coverage, not new festivals. And... So as we wait for Guy to call in, I will mention that I've, uh, I did review episode one of Six Feet Down Under. We have episode two coming very soon, and we will have uh, Guy discuss that, obviously, today, possibly. Uh, we'll get a little sneak peek. Um, and then also, uh, we will hopefully have Sean um, come in, or not come in, call in and uh discuss that as well so we have that coming up for you because this is for episode one of a web series that has just been doing amazing i mean i i the last time i heard uh it had over a million hits it's put on by pro fight supplements so we want to give a shout out to them again pro fight supplements and uh you know these guys for uh, i want to say almost four or five years now i've been following these guys work started out with the lackey which was a feature they did um and then they had another film but i was out of town for the festival it played and then uh sean called me up and said hey you know we're putting out this web and we're putting out this web series and you know i loved it from the get-go if i remember correctly don't quote me it was 20 minutes long but uh i was glad that it was a web series because these these filmmakers are always guys that kind of leave you at a point of you've gotten this great 15 minutes. Um, I want another hour and a half, which we had seen with the lackey. Um, but what's cool about this is as with any filmmaker, so it's not a derogatory statement is that, uh, their filmmaking obviously went up in quality. Um, and it was already good with the lackey their uh how much they work together really shows i've spoken before about their camaraderie and um we have guy on the line but i'll wait and introduce him in a sec uh i've spoken about the camaraderie that these guys have and i've let sean know when he was on that i admired that because uh you know this show is for people in the business and outside the business but one of the rarest things to find in a business is and this isn't the negative rap that the film industry talks is uh, camaraderie and loyalty. So I just love that. Um, I'm fortunate to have producers of this show that uh, 
I've known 15, 20 years as friends or associates. So uh, with that, we will, uh, we have um, Mr. Guy Grundy on the phone. Guy, are you with us? I sure am, mate. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Well, I'm wonderful. I'm doing these shows. This is my thing. So um, how are you today? We're doing good, buddy. How's the um, connection on my cell phone? Is the connection good? Your viewers and everything, you hear me well? Yeah, it's doing good. It's doing good. Uh, once in a while, yeah. with yourselves, I'll be a little bit of interruption. I'll, I'll politely ask you to repeat if we go through that, but it's usually kind of a one in every ten times thing. Um, no worries, so let's mate. See. Yeah, there's there's so many great places to start. I let them know that you guys are playing action on film. I kind of briefly disgu- described how I saw uh, the first episode of Six Feet Down Under. But what I love to do with the guest is, uh, is there a place – that you would like to start um, in terms of we'll, we'll go through action on film and then we'll go into a little bit of your story and some other projects. So in terms of this episode, is there something that sticks out for you that you learned or really, really enjoyed or would like to say about it? Yeah, there, there, are, there are two things. Obviously I'm talking about the movie and the promotion of the movie. That's what these things are about, but you, you brought up, um, uh, one very important part was the um, what's the word Com- camaraderie. Yeah, camaraderie. Yes, <laughs> that's it. There we go. It's not one of Grundy's favorite words to say that one, but yeah, Sean is a is, is a special human being. I actually met Sean through um, I answered an ad for Craigslist for Spike TV's The Deadliest Warrior. If anyone's ever watched that show, which became pretty big and I ended up being on the cover of the first um, season and I was the um, the gladiator and I played, I think, four or five other parts. But the thing with Sean was, <clears throat> excuse me, he didn't know me at all and I just walked in there and for people that know me, you know, I've had a, a troubled past in regards to, um, you know, I guess people have called me a thug, a gangster, a hood or, or whatever. You know, I, I couldn't read or write when I was 13 and I lived on the streets when I was 16, so I wasn't too accustomed to people just going out of their way to help me, but I just couldn't believe uh, the amount of work that Sean did and, and the good words that he put in to, to, to get me onto the show. And uh, it, it was just, to me, it was just like, wow, there are people like that in this industry because, as you said, there there are a lot of people that are cutthroat that will say one thing and do another, but Sean, Sean Piccinino, Peach as we call him, is definitely not one of those people. He's very loyal to, to people that help him, and just the fact that I got into that movie, then he uh, put me into The Lackey, which would become an award-winning movie, and we just built a friendship, and it's funny because we're from two totally different backgrounds. Sean from the theatre, and uh, you know his parents have been together and had a, had a great upbringing, you know, while my parents weren't together. Uh, my dad left when I was young. My mum, uh, you know, the less said about her, probably the better. And so we had two totally different backgrounds, but somehow we gelled together. And and I, I just want to say personally, thank you to Sean, because in all honesty, I don't know where I would be had he have not given me that direction. I've always wanted to be an actor. Uh, as a little kid, uh, I was lost. I was you know, I suffer from depression. You know, I, I had, I always say to people, people say to me, you're such a good fighter and you, you're so big and everything. And, and I'll say, you know, why are you like that? And I'll, I'm very honest about it. I say, 
I am the way I am because of my insecurities. I didn't like being small. I didn't like being picked on. I didn't like being the kid left out. So all my life, I've been training to do weight to become a two-time Mr. Australia, take second to the world championship as a professional rugby player. I did all those things, I think, to prove to myself that I was a man, that in my mind, the, the, the only really good thing that my mum probably said to me, she never said much to me about my father. All she said was he was a boxer. And at a young age, that resonated with me. That it meant that my father could fight, he was tough, and he was muscular. And for whatever reasons, those things just stuck in my mind. So I never went near drugs. I never went to the partying scene. I just uh, just just stayed with that. And the changing moment in my life would have been when uh, they snuck me into uh, in the trunk of the the. I think that's what you put the trunk. Well, yeah, you guys call it a trunk over here to the drive-in movies to see Rocky. I think I was nine. And I remember watching Rocky, the first movie, and I was so young, I didn't even know if it was a movie or not. But but from that experience, I just got that, you know, you never give up. You always fight. You keep moving forward. And then, uh, as I said, I wasn't very good at school. So I did school one day and through George Street, which is very famous part of Sydney, I seen the Terminator, a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think I was maybe 10. And I just turned to my best friend, Steve Hunter at the time. And I just said, that's what I'm going to be when I grow up. And it was just ever since the age of 10, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, as I said, I couldn't read or write. I knew nothing, but, but I had an idea of what I wanted to be. And, and I think that's just something that people need in their lives. If you've got an idea of what you want to be you don't need to know how to do it you just need to know what you want and along the way you will find out how to do it you don't need to some people think i've got to get everything and plan it like i came to america after i won uh the mr australia a few times and i took second at the world championships i flew to america with three thousand dollars in my pocket having no idea how i could become a u.s citizen i met joanne lee who's a professional bodybuilder she Introduced me to Joe Weider, who was a famous, uh, most famous person probably in bodybuilding, who helped Arnold. And then the next thing I, you know, I went through all the paperwork and received my um, U.S. citizenship as a person of extraordinary ability. And, and here I am today. Well, that's, I mean, that sounds like a biopic in itself right there. It sounds like you're uh, far ahead of the game on the experience level. I, I like some of the things you were saying because I'm, uh, I was fortunate to be a college graduate and a film school graduate. And I always say that as you of course know to the, to a much more extent of, you know, the real experience comes from the people you meet and the projects that you either fail or succeed and how those things uh, evolve. And one thing I wanted to say about you for anyone who ever uh, gets the opportunity to meet uh, Guy Grundy at one of these screenings. Again, action on film this Saturday. You can check it out in the 5.30, 6 o'clock block. Show up early. There's a red carpet. Is that uh, when you talk about perception and what people think of each other, uh, the first time I met you um, for the Lackey, um, I had been introduced to Sean. And then just because you are a bodybuilder and have had experience being a bodyguard, I remember not being afraid of you, but I just remember thinking like, be cool to that guy. <laughs> like, and uh, <laughs> it was like, anybody you meet tonight, just like, 
you know, don't make any shrimp on the Barbie joke. Don't like just. And so that's what, what, what you've just explained to me is really, um, I was just sitting here kind of in awe of what you've had to go through for uh, misperception and now, and then now being able to turn that around and be, I've seen you talking to fans. I've seen you not being standoffish the way a lot of people would go into a hole. So uh, in terms of you've explained how that helps you personally, how would you feel that all that goes into helping you adapt to working with crews or taking direction, um, kind of working past your insecurities and then now kind of being in the position where, you know, actors sometimes get that bad rap of they know the director needs them, but you, you, you are totally not like that. So how, how have you adapted all these great skills into your acting and being on camera? I think uh, one thing for me, nothing's ever been given to me. Uh, I, I never was given a, the education. I was never given the opportunity to, you know, my biggest dream uh, as a kid was to have a fridge full of food. And I'll never forget, I went to Jeff Orford, who also played professional rugby. I went to his house before training one day and, he, and, and his mum went to his wardrobe and she brought out some clothes and they were clean and they were folded. And I was like, Oh my God, that those things really exist. Like I live so rough that, uh, for instance, my socks, I would wear my, I had probably one pair of socks that I would wear for two weeks and to soften them up, I would stick them in the dryer and then put them back on my feet. So they, so I could wear them so they weren't so hard. So I think the main thing with me is I'm just extremely appreciative of, things that have, that have come my way. You know, I've had a lot of bad things that have come my way and I'm, I'm e- I let them go easily because, you know, you can focus on the negative or the positives, but just w- w- when people approach me, I realise how I look. I realise I'm, I'm an intimidating individual and, you know, I do have scars on my face. You know, I lived on the street. I was an enforcer. I've been arrested by SWAT. I've been held on a mil- over a million dollars bail. You know, I've lived a lot of life experiences and I've read a lot of books on people skills. So I've learned how to become, it, it hasn't come to me naturally. Acting to me comes naturally, I will say that. That is the only thing other than fighting that when, you know, you talk about the moment before or substitutions, all these different techniques of acting, I get it straight away. But if I'm at school and they were saying, eight plus 12, I couldn't understand it. You said eight plus 12 and you were talking about money. I could, I, I'd tell you that was $22 in a heartbeat. So, you know, I, I became to know myself and the good thing, you know, and this, this makes me laugh about a lot of people um, with the racist, racism and discrimination or whatever that's going on out there. I, of course, get that because most people think I'm a meathead, I'm a thug, I'm a this, I'm a that. But I use that as an advantage to myself. I realise what people may think of me at first, but when they, I go out of my way to be nice. I say, hey, mate, how are you? And, you know, I'll ask questions about themselves. And it actually helps me because you, people will walk away like yourself and you go, you know, he's a nice guy. That guy's a really nice guy. He's not what I thought he would be. He's, he's something totally different. So I think that's helped me get a lot of film roles because people... A, I'm extremely easy to work with. I think I'm probably one of the most coachable or directable actors there is because of the fact that 
I enjoy being... I know the director has started the movie six months probably before I was even even thought about for it, and he's involved for six months after. So he's got such a huge investment for it. But just out of respect, I, you know, you, I want direction. Like, I'll say, am I giving you too much or whatever? And, and it's funny because a lot of my roles are gangster roles. I'm starting to get some comedy roles now since Heroes with Issues. But a lot of people will say to me, directors, like, Sean, just do what you're doing. Do the collection how you do it because I would know how to do a collection. I know how to be an enforcer. So I actually crave the direction as an athlete and a fighter. I would love coming, I would enjoy coming back to my corner and the coach saying to me, okay, you're doing okay, but there are a few little adjustments we need to be, be made. When you throw your right hand, I need you to pivot to the left and then throw your left hook. So I'm one of those people who does not get bent out of shape if the director gives me some information, I actually thrive on it because I know he can see what he wants. And at the end of the day, it's his picture and his vision. And I have to do the best that I can to give him that. There are some directors that are hard to work with that, that I've worked with and I've just wanted to, you know, just strangle or whatever. But at the same time, it's an industry. You've got to take the good with the bad. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm happy to, for the director to say, look, Grundy, we're running behind schedule. Um, I just want you to go in there and do what you, you're going to do. Or there may be a little bit more time where he can sit down and say, okay, from, this is what I want from your character and explain that. So I can work both ways. And I will be honest and say I look for direction now because all my life I've pretty much done what I've wanted to do to stay alive. Uh, like... I used to work at Kentucky Fried Chicken for two weeks and then I learnt that if you dropped the chicken on the floor or you overburnt the chicken, the chicken was thrown in the dumpster out the back. So I can guarantee you during my shift, uh, some chicken fell on the floor and some chicken got burnt. So I would throw a whole lot of chicken out into the dumpster behind behind uh, Kentucky Fried. At the end of my shift, I'd dive into the dumpster to get a week's worth of food. And, and some of my best fights actually happened there because after a while, the the homeless people started to smell the chicken and realise what was going on. And you do not, you do not know how hard a homeless person will fight for a chicken wing. <laughs> oh, right. No. Yeah. I was, I'm very fortunate that I was only homeless for two weeks or had such hard times that I would with pizza would mess up pizza and would, uh, in California and would take the pizza and just kind of place it nicely in the trash. And then, volunteer to take out the trash so I want to say that I appreciate you for being that open on the show um, I have to do one thing here for an announcement and then we'll get back to the next question um, for those of you out there that follow our show you, you know that we support all indie filmmakers um, has your you want to check out uh, the, of course six feet down under at the action on film film festival this weekend but also on September 9th uh, at the AMC 16 in Burbank You'll want to check out the wedding invitation. Uh, our uh, associate and soon-to-be new friend of the show will be coming on in a few uh, in the next week. He's been doing well in festivals in Florida, New York, and this is going to be the LA premiere wedding invitation. Please wear a suit. There's an open bar party afterwards, so it feels like you're going to a wedding. So um, we just wanted to get that out there because we love to. 
uh, support other films. And now back to, we're talking with Guy Grundy, um, his process. One big question I had, and then we'll go into um, uh, the heroes with issues and just a few last things about uh, Six Feet Down Under, was without being too personal, personal, um, you had mentioned you had been in some fights or on the street. I've always wondered, because fights have to be catered for an editor, a director, a sound mixer, and I've never met anyone who have gotten asked this, what is the real major difference, other than you're saying cut action and maybe drinking some Gatorade, how realistic is movie fighting compared to a real fight? It's, it's or even your professional it's it's very much similar, and 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 all majority of stunt people that do the fighting are, are professionals. The, the the main difference is you need to click on and off. Like they'll say, you know, we need this camera here. We need you to throw the punch here, and it's and then you've obviously got to get get your 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 mind into that frame that you that you want to be in. So personally, I think the hardest thing is. For me, I enjoy physicality, so I'm the last person that ever whinges. Sean will laugh about that. Like, I don't whinge about things that other actors may whinge about or I'll, I've got no problem going an extra two hours because, hey, I'm just grateful to be a kid from the streets of Sydney who couldn't read or write, you know, who, who, who is here living his dreams. So it's it's similar to real fighting. The main difference is you've got to get your distancing so you don't hurt the other person. And then you've also got to get the camera angles right so all the movements look correct and everything. So it's very similar. Um, obviously, you will use a lot of moves when it comes to martial arts with the kicking and that, which you would never really use in a, in a real street fighting situation because in a street fight, you're going to use... A, B, C moves, you're not going to use A, B, C, D, E, F, you know, you're going to use brutal moves that work very quickly and they're efficient and there's not, and there's not a lot of steps to them. When you do the movie fighting, you may have some fa fancy roundhouse kicks, leaping kicks, different types of things. So I think the main difference is between a street fight, which is a real fight, and the movie fight is street fights are a lot more brutal and they're over a lot quicker. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, I figured there was a difference. I've just always wanted to hear from that point of view. Um, and of course, Pro Fight Supplements uh, is a sponsor of your show. So we want to acknowledge that. I see that here on the Facebook page. Uh, for action on film, it says for a couple of awards. If that's something that you're allowed to talk about, uh, can you mention it or is it? Yeah, for sure. Pro Fight are a. Okay. Yeah, Profite, um, uh, uh, Profite, the supplement company, they're, they're awesome. And basically, they, they've supported us completely for the se second episode, which is coming out after the first. The uh, first one's up for the awards. But they also donated products. They donated trucks. They donated so many things to get that movie made. We had a, a weapon specialist, who, who Anthony Appello, who brought in all the weapons and taught us how to use the weapons correctly. We had people donating warehouses. There, there were so many things that went into it, and Profite, you know, gave us supplements for the other for the for the athletes to ensure that we could keep doing it. Because for the first episode of Six Feet Down Under, I actually 
you know, I'm not, I'm at a reasonable level of success, but I'm not to the point where I can just stop working and act. So I um, work an after-hours party where I run the door. So basically I worked for 12 hours. I went straight to set to do 12 hours of fight scenes, went straight back to work to <clears throat> work 12 hours, and then went back to set to work fight scenes again for 12 hours. So I never slept for... A, I think it was four days. I never got any sleep at all. And I've done, and I actually did that for episode um, two because you can only get actors at certain times and, you know, you've always got to accommodate that. So my saying is you do what you have to do. Like people, you know, can whinge and whine and oh, we've lost the tripod, we've lost this. And, and I'm the guy that says, hey, there's a way around it. Let's stop whining about the little problem that we've got here and let's fix it. It's like being in a fight and getting punched in the face and then worrying about getting punched in the face. You got punched in the face, let's move on. And that's how I've always dealt with life. And working with Sean is people say, why do you never worry? Why are you never stressed on set? Like they'll all be sitting there having their little meetings and I will just walk away and sit down somewhere or lay down. And then when they're ready, they'll say, hey, Grundy, this is what we're doing. Because before I used to listen, like I've been on movies like Shutter Island and I'd listen to everything the director was saying and it would change a million times and it would just confuse me. So my thing now is I'm pretty relaxed about it where I would just wait till, you know, when Paul Booth knows what he wants, Paul will tell me and I'll give you what you want. Uh, okay. Well, that's a, that's such a great... Uh perspective because I, I kind of in my experience I felt like this uh, being in this town this industry it's it almost seems like people get nicer the further up you go or your opinion not your opinion but like you're saying you can step away from a meeting and that's something that we really like to do with the show where I'm very against micromanaging so I there's been times where I've told the sound guy like you know what you're the sound guy for a reason. If I wanted to be the sound guy and micromanage you, then I wouldn't have you. So like, uh, there comes a time where it really is just saying, okay, hey, this is what would be cool for the episode and whatever you think along the way, you're the one up at four in the morning uh, fixing this or that or using your equipment or like you said, giving up your time. I mean, uh, we had a sound guy that would edit from midnight till 6 a.m. then go to work at eight in the morning, you know? So it was like, I just tell them, hey, man, that's your choice. All I'll ever ask you to do is your best. And if your best is 12 to 4, then, hey, that's cool, you know? Like, so I like that you brought that up so people really know with this business that sometimes it is just utterly insane with the hours. Um, the last thing I'll mention here, so people uh, definitely want to check this out with Action on Film. I had mentioned before you came on, Guy, that uh, another guest of ours from a few weeks ago has a film playing and we love to see when guests are in the same festival or are interacting in some way because we just feel like uh, our goal was to uh, you know cut down that big gap in the industry and we're not saying we brought people together but we just love that we could be a part of both uh, of the process processes of people um, this is up for best action sequence. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave six feet down under with best action sequence. So that tells you that you need to check it out. And also, uh, last time I checked guy, it was, uh, and then we'll go into heroes with issues. 
it was uh, one million views. Do you know what that's up to with six feet yeah, down the, under? Yeah, the, the amount of the amount of views we've had, I don't know the exact number right now, but it's to everyone out there that's been tuning in and Pacino who who signed on with us and just the fans in general from spreading the word. It's 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 been amazing and obviously you need to have a good product, but but I will say that which is going back to what you say, if unless you're a millionaire and you can afford to go and make the movie you want to make, these indie films it's all about sacrifice. It's, it's missing sleep. It's missing this. It's putting your own money into getting the things done. And it, it, it's a passion. And for me, when I'm there, there are very few moments when I'm, when I'm, you know, 100% in the moment, uh, when, when, uh, when I fought, obviously that would be one time. And when I'm acting, like I'm the kind of actor who can, we can do a set and then straight afterwards, uh, I, I will joke around and muck around and talk and play. And then when it's action, I get back into, uh, into character. A funny story, I tried to do the method once where the method means that you're always in character. So I had this mean guy character. And, be, and before that, I had to go to Kinko's or one of the places to get my pictures printed. And I was in character. So I was, you know, I was rude to the guy behind the cat, the counter and everything. And, Long story short, as soon as I finished the audition, which I didn't do good because I felt bad about it, I drove straight back to the Kinko's and I said, bro, I am so sorry I was rude to you. I explained to him why I was. And and with acting, it it just comes down to, like, everyone's got a different style. And some people on set you gel with and, and you'll hang out with them and talk to them a lot. And some people you may not gel with as much. But that doesn't mean that you can't work together. I've played rugby at a professional level and there are some guys that if I didn't know them, I would take them into the back car park and beat the hell out of them. But we play together and we play well together and we're a team. So there's a lot of give and take, but I've been very fortunate to work with. Basically, Sean attracts some very easygoing, great people like Aaron Sean Key from Bat in the Sun. I've worked with him. Uh, Tatania Dekter, who who's amazing, who's uh, did a great job as Harley Harley Quinn, and who my daughter actually adores and loves and looks up to. So that was another amazing thing. My daughter came to an episode. Who's 13? Tatiana's a uh, a Russian supermodel turned actress now, and just the influence that Tatiana had on my daughter with the kind of woman she was was to me was like I was like, wow, that's the kind of woman I want my daughter to be—a strong, independent woman who's also feminine and, you know, just gave Jesse some great advice. So with the movie things, you, you're, you're going to get some people that you like and you're going to get some people that you don't like. But at the end of the day, it's all about the work and the craft. And when you work together, you just need to put any personal feelings aside and, and just do your job. And if you don't do that, you're not a professional and you don't deserve to be there. Oh, and that's such a good way of putting it, that, the woman who was in uh, Six Feet Down Under, um, obviously, yeah, so much could be said about her. Oh, good. I apologize. Yeah, I didn't even realize Tatiana's also one of the stars now of uh, Six Feet Down Under. We're so fortunate to get her to to come on with Aaron Sean Key, and yeah, we're just just being around filmmakers with a vision, and it, it's it's just a very enjoyable experience. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember I enjoyed how you guys 
I mean, she's obviously beautiful. There obviously has to be a little bit of that uh, respectful sexuality, but there, I just saw the multi-talent. Uh, and with episode two, it would be great to go more into her when I speak with Sean or review it. Um, but just one last thing that you were saying about Cruz, I was, I was fortunate to, the last film I ever PA'd was five years ago, and I had to get out of being a PA because of health issues. And um, it ended up being this odd experience where it was a very well-known film it was, a, a, you know, I'm not bragging, but just to illustrate the story, it, it was up for some Oscars. It won an Oscar. And it was kind of funny because all these below-the-line crew people were just so rude. They were so mean. They just were doing that whole, like, crap on the PA thing. But then, like, the above-the-line guys who are all Oscar winners or nominees were, like, giving me advice, talking to me about film. Like, uh, one of the uh, above-the-line people were now friends, and she invites me to see her films and cover her films, and she's been a guest on the show. So, uh, basically, to sum up what Guy is saying and what I believe is, is it's not just the be nice to everyone because you never know who they'll become. It's just the be a nice person on set, period, because I wasn't being nice to my friend thinking that in a couple years she's going to be playing Sundance and winning this festival and, and meeting these people. I just thought she's cool and we enjoy talking about film. And so to see that it's going on six years later that we're still friends and will continue to be um, is a really great thing. So with that, we can segue into, and I don't really have much to say because I had mentioned to you yesterday, I haven't seen it, but um, this is, Heroes with Issues. Can you tell us a little bit about this? And is this also playing action on film? Yeah, that is that is on. We're actually going up for four awards for that one there. That will be playing on the fifth. And and just going back to what you said with the the, the, the woman that you met that become a star, the thing that you you've always always going to have, Paul, is the fact that you know and she knows that you were genuinely friends because before she was big or before you were big you knew each other. When you become big and famous and you meet each other, there's always that thing of, like, would they like me if, if, if I wasn't at my current level? So those type of things are amazing. They're treats. And, yeah, uh, and, and, and someone like Tatiana, who is, there are not many people that can intimidate or, or scare me, but I, but I remember when I was doing my He-Man piece for Heroes with Issues, Tatiana's there, and her name, it's spelt like Tatiana, but it's Tatiana. And I'll never forget saying to her, Tatiana, and she just looked at me and she says, you've known me long enough to know better than that. And just the way she looked at me and said it, I was like, oh. So I've never, ever got her name wrong since that day. And it was just so funny to see such a beautiful woman who was walking around, brought frappuccinos for everybody. And now my daughter, by the way, every, every once a week we have to have a frappuccino because Tatiana did it. But um, it was just, yeah, it was just such a cool experience for me to, most men won't speak to me like that, but she just looked at me and said that. And going to the Heroes with Issues, that, that was a, a project that was put together by Tatiana, Sean and... Um, Brian and they basically it it has 
Brian, who's Dr. Pon... I'm messing his name up because I've got so many things going on. Dr. Con- Pontoon, who basically they superheroes like Deadpool was the first issue and you will sit on the doctor's couch and in a comedy sense they talk to the 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 you know Deadpool or I played He-Man or Tatiana played Harley Quinn and they the doctor talks to them like a psychologist so it brings out all these different issues and it's just um become an amazing mixture of comedy and it's just a show that's just really really taken off and, and the great thing about the show is it's not overly expensive to make because it's you know we're on the lounge we've got uh, the doctor behind us and, and 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 just talking to us about you know superhero issues like everyone has issues and that's something that i don't think people realize that and this show kind of shows that like with he-man there's my situation, I've got Adam, and I don't like having Adam because, you know, I think he's too girly in that. Why does, why does he have to be part of who I am? And it's just a, just a great show of showing an action hero, but as a normal person in in, in a comedic sense. So it's, it, it's a show that's really picked up in that vein, and it's very enjoyable to do. Oh, that sounds great. And is... If you can say, is this going to be a web series or was it just a one-time short or how does that? No, it's a web series. I believe um, there are six issues out already. If you go to Heroes with Issues, there was a Deadpool, I believe, is up for the main award for the first one, starring Dirk Ellis, who, who did an amazing performance. And then Tatiana was, uh, did Wonder Woman. Um, then Sean did uh, Kai... Rilo Kylo from uh, Star Wars. So it's, it's, it's an ongoing series which comes out pretty much, I believe, we're looking to do it every month, or they are, because I, I'm a, 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 a guest star on the show. I'm not one of the producers or anything, but it's, uh, it's a great show and it's a lot of fun. And if you came to watch it, you'd appreciate how much work it goes into being an actor because, you know, Cut, let's do that again. And and Sean's and Sean Piccinino's favorite line is perfect, that's great. We've got it, let's awesome. Let's just do it one more time. Right. Well, I mean, I look, look forward to this. So uh when it when it comes out, please let us know. And like I always tell Sean, we're happy to I mean, we're gonna review episode two of Six Feet Down Under when that comes out and uh we're happy to review anything you guys do. Uh we just uh, we really are big on uh, filmmakers who want to, not just because we ask, or obviously no one has to do anything, but we're very big on, uh, it gives us a great joy if a filmmaker brings their next project back or comes on again. I mean, Sean, I had mentioned before you came on, um, he's done a number of episodes where he just called in and we talked about the Oscars or we he re-reviewed a film that I reviewed and those shows did really, really well. So um, we want to keep in that vein that it's not just about a, hey, one time we got you on, you know, catch the next bus out of town. So uh, this would be really cool to see. Um, I had mentioned before you come on, there's a funny thing with this festival. I think it's the third or fourth year now that a different filmmaker has invited me to it. And for some reason, I'm always booked that weekend or day without fail no matter when this festival happens so it's like i almost feel like it's like a bucket list festival it's like i am going to go one time and support a filmmaker who invest invites me i don't care if it takes seven years like 
I just have to attend this festival. And it's like, you know, has someone who is on this side now, I'm a filmmaker myself, but someone who's on the side of interviewing talent, it's every time we're invited somewhere, we see it as the equal honor and pleasure has our first invite. We never expect it. We never think we're owed a festival badge or an offer from a friend. So um, this is exciting me that you have another, that you guys have two projects in there and uh, being nominated for multiple things. Um, I look forward to seeing this for sure. I'll actually send you a link to um, a couple of the episodes. It's actually called Heroes with Issues. As I said, there's okay. uh, Tatiana's, Tatiana's uh, with Harley Quinn, which just came out, already had uh, a quarter of a million views. So I believe there are six episodes out. If you put in Heroes with Issues, they're, they're, they're already out there. And the cool thing with that, Sean, is, is you know he's very talented but, and with Tatiana and Brian, and they're very smart in the sense that they release the like Deadpool, they released that when Deadpool was released. They released Harley Quinn when Suicide was released. So people are very interested in the characters. So uh, when it goes to filmmaking, when, I, when and I'm just thinking of it now, Sean is unbelievably talented in the sense that he's a great actor. And people always say, "I said, why are you not worried about anything? Like this is broken, this is broken." I'm I, I, honestly, I'm like. Sean will fix it, though. Sean will fix it, and he does. So that that's that's one thing, and he just he just draws good people around him. And and I think for yourself, you're you're a genuine person. You're interested in not just the general questions that you'll get during a, an interview. Like we really haven't talked so much about the series. You've talked more about what goes on behind the scenes and that. And and, and a lot of people don't get to see that. So you know, I could probably see you doing interviews at some of these shows to get out some of the things that a lot of people actually do want to know. Like all these guys that are up there on screen, like people wouldn't know that, you know, Guy Grundy, two-time Mr. Australia and star of this show and been in Shutter Island and 11 national commercials. You know, I was living on the street. I suffered from horrendous acne for, for a five-year period where I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. And you know, then I I made my way to the to America, and uh, so so, so you, you're asking questions that are, I think that is why you're so successful. You're you're not bland and asking what everyone else is asking. You're you're asking questions that are different and giving people an idea of like, well, these people in the movies they're they're real people. Like right now, I'm learning an American accent, which is probably one of the toughest things I've ever had to do because I'm a very physical person, but I, my manager said, look, you need to learn it. It's setting you back. You can get a lot more roles. So there, there are a lot of things. And to be an action actor, people need to realize that not only do we have to act, which is what everyone does, and that's just the one thing and you've got to be good at it. We've also got to train two to three hours a day, on our bodies, we've got to watch our diet, and then also we need to work on our fight and our stunt choreography. So, when you're an action actor, there are so many more things that go into it than just being just being an actor. I remember one of the directors recently said, "I've got a role for you, but there's a lot, a lot of action, so I don't know if you'd be interested in it." I said, "You've got no idea how interested I am in that. I would love to do a role where I didn't have to." to kill someone or jump over a table or, or do any of those type of things. Oh yeah. Cause of, uh, the, the tough thing. And thank you for the compliment about the show. Um, that was our, um, 
our number one thing when we had our the spawn of the idea and when we had our first producer meeting was, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, cause we, you know, we've had some, uh, uh, been very fortunate to have some people that are in some of my favorite movies and just cause of schedules we're you know, we'll be having on some people that are, that, you know, make all of our favorite movies. And the one thing that is that fortunately we've never gotten to know, I mean, you know how schedules are, but once mm-hmm. I say no agenda, and once I say I'm not going to ask you who you were married to, before I can even say anything, they say yes. Or if I say, hey, you know, you're a, you're a cinematographer that shot three best pictures. You don't have to break down all of your work. If you want to talk about your love for foreign films or tell us some stuff we need to see, or if you want to review something you saw this weekend. So this show has always been, um, uh, I only say this because the younger generation is caring less and less about jazz. Um, but we really just look at this show as a jazz jam. Like everybody has something different. And if, if the show is going to be just technical, then cool. We're going to have a film historian on uh, this month who was the senior researcher for Turner Classic Movies for 20 years. She actually named our show. So she comes on and she's a, you know, just a walking textbook of film. So it's kind of, like you said, trying to be a different show. We just didn't want to be that, well, when's it come out? And how's your wife doing? And because it's really, all that stuff is like none of our business. So we just thought really what we have is to not make anybody feel like it's a personal show. We don't have an agenda. We're not vested in, well, you know, in three years from now, when Guy Grundy has an Emmy nomination, we can you know, ride his coattails and say we knew him and bug him for a favor. So, yeah, so that's been a real... You'll, you'll, probably, I, you'll, I, you'll probably be up there presenting it to me, Paul. You'll probably be oh, up there no, presenting no. it to me, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Sorry, to the people out there, like like what you're saying with the honesty, all, the, all people see is, is what is on the big screen. What you don't see is all of us actors going through auditions and then getting a call back and your, your hopes get up and then you're on a veil, which means they, they're very interested in you. And then you're either going to get the role or they, you find out you don't get the role, which is crushing. And, and, and me, myself, um, I, I've, I've suffered from depression all my life. It's something I've had to deal with and, and as an actor, it's really helped me to cover that up when I've had to do appearances or acting. As, as I've always said, if you're a professional, you're going to find a way. So it, acting is a very, very tough business to get into because I would have had hundreds and hundreds of auditions and so many you, you get knocked back from. So that it's, it's, a, it's a world of rejection. And, and people say to you, oh, you know, don't worry about this, don't worry about that. But the, the truth of the matter is, if something's important to you and being an actor is, you know, I travelled halfway around the world without an education for it, it's going to hurt. And, and, and when people say that to me, I say, then you don't really want it bad enough because if you want something bad enough and you don't get it, it hurts. It's natural and I know it's going to hurt and I know I'm going to get over the pain but it's still something that you endure. And, and that is uh, honestly one of the major reasons why I would say 50 to 70 people stop acting is because they can't handle the rejection. 
because it, it, it crushes you. You go in there, you prepare your lines, you spend three hours between driving there, waiting there, doing your audition, then you may get a call back, so it's another three hours. Then it's a week waiting on your tippy toes. Did I get this role? Did I not get this role? So, so, so the people that see the guys that make it, they, they've all been through it. So just to anyone out there, if you want something in life, it's not going to be easy. And the bigger it is, the higher it is, the tougher it is. But also what I've found is failure builds character. No one failed more than me. I couldn't read or write. I had bad, you know, I had basically, why did my parents want me? Why did I have such bad acne? Why can't I read or write? So I had all these issues and all these battles to get through, but yes, while suffering from depression, but I did it. And so in a way it starts to build character and it makes you a stronger person. So it's like a footballer who, you know, he's had a career all in, from college and he's never had an injury and he's never had a loss. And then you've had a, another player who's had a few injuries that he's bounced back from and he's shown shown character. I would go with the guy who's shown character because the person who has had a life that has been given everything, everything's been handed to him on a silver platter, you have no idea how he will handle failure. And failure is something that we all must deal with, but... You, you need to bounce back from it and become stronger because of that. So just to everyone out there, if you're chasing a dream and you fall over, you know, we all got get knocked on our butts in life. That's just part of life. That doesn't matter. What does matter is that you get back up and you keep moving forward because if you keep moving forward, you will eventually get there. And, and when you do get there, you know, it, it's, it's worth it. Oh no, for sure. I mean, there's a, uh, there's a great um, thought that comes to mind where uh, it's, it's along those lines, but you know, the whole thing of dealing with failure um, and talking about auditions, I saw George Clooney on inside the actor's studio and he said, if you're able to look at his audition as if you wake up at eight o'clock and you don't have that movie role and you go to a 10 o'clock audition, then at 12, they let you know you don't have it you were still the same as eight in the morning. And I just found that to be very profound because the way I apply that to the show, and sometimes people take it the wrong way, is that, but I'm sure you can understand this, um, is I always say, I'm not afraid to make a bad show, meaning I will always put my 100% into a show. I will always soundproof the room. But if, say, a, a guest, is hard to lead or, or a guest doesn't want to talk about this or, or if just something goes wrong with the sound and we have to fix it. It's like, you know, like an audition, I have to be ready for a show to possibly not be the, uh, you know, award-winning podcast. And so I think that's kind of what I like talking to actors and filmmakers about is that we can kind of see, like you're saying, you have to just put yourself out there, your best intention try your hardest, you know, we've had some shows that we had to scrap because the internet went down or there was a mic issue. And like, like you're saying, had we stopped the podcast because of that, we wouldn't be recording episode 125 this Friday. So um, we oh, appreciate it. That's huge. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And so for the last thing we got uh, three minutes left, is there any final closing words you'd like to say? Um, about anything, feel free. 
just what you said, um, and I've always felt this about myself, and you just said it in your own way, I've never been afraid to find out. When I was a kid and a guy was, you know, having a go at me and he wanted to have a fight, all right, buddy, let's go. I'm not, I'm not afraid. If you kick my butt and you beat me up, I'm not afraid to find out if you want me to go for this role. And, and that's what life's all about, not being afraid to have a go, but also being prepared to, to fail. And if you do fail, there, you get, you're going to hurt. You're going to grieve. You're going to get upset. And, there, there's, and there, there's stages of it. There's the depression, and I realise that. And then you get into the anger phase where you start to get anger, and then that anger will turn into determination, and then you move on. So everyone that's out there that has doubts about themselves, Grundy's had those doubts about himself every day, and I still do to this day, you know, I'm on a veil for a, a big job right now. So, guys, just if, if you want something in life, you don't always have to know how to get it. You just need to know what you want. And if you're a good enough person, you will run into people such as yourself who do great interviews. And, and we talked about things that I haven't talked about before. We, it, it's, it's something special. So just, you know, like you're doing, live, live your dream, live your life. And you're going to fall over every now and then. And all you need to do is just get back up, dust yourself off and uh, keep moving forward. And please watch Six Feet Down Under and Heroes with Issues, which are both on the, um, on the internet now. If you put them in in Google, you'll be able to watch them. And, and for everyone out there who has supported myself, Sean Piccinino and everyone at Truly Indie Studios, you know, God bless you guys because you, you are helping us live our dreams. And, uh, you know, there's, there's not much more someone can do for you than that. Well, thank you so much for your time, Guy. I'll spend the next uh, wrap-up plugging the showtimes again. And, uh, again, we thank you for stopping by. And from here on out, you're welcome anytime. And uh, we look we look forward to future talks. Anytime you want me on the show, mate, I'm there in a heartbeat. All right. I'll let you know. You take care and you have a great day and Labor Day weekend. You too, mate. Thanks, buddy. That was Guy Grundy. We appreciate talking with him. That was a new guest. I am so full. I'm not foolish, but I get excited over new guests. I get excited over uh, returning guests. I get excited over any guest. So, again, we're going to mention Action on Film Film Festival, uh, September 3rd, uh, Episode 1 of Six Feet Down Under. You, uh, we don't want you to see that on YouTube yet because we want you to go to the festival. Six o'clock block. Also, Heroes with Issues playing on Saturday. I believe that's the fourth. You want to go to www.aoffest.com. That'll have your ticketing information. Look it up in the program. Again, I'm going to sign this off as I always do because it's my favorite thing. Uh, whether you're listening to this in the morning, afternoon, or evening, make sure and watch a good movie. Aloha. Aloha.